Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. Listen each week for updated content and be sure to share with your friends. We hope this podcast is a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. The title of this message is The Forecast Calls for Rain. The Forecast Calls for Rain. Let's pray. Father, move in this place in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, clap your hands one more time in this house tonight. We're going to go on to 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41 through 44. Before we read that, I want to give a little background as to what is happening. This is one of my favorite sets of scripture. It's a, some stories about a man by the name of Elijah. Have you heard of Elijah before? I named my oldest son Elijah. I love the character Elijah so much. Me and my wife are praying, and we say, you know what? We're going to name our eldest Elijah. The name Elijah means the Lord is my God. Every time he says his name, the Lord is my God. I love it. And Elijah was a mighty prophet to the northern kingdom of Israel. A prophet in the Old Testament, a prophet also today, is one who foretells the future. A prophet was literally the mouthpiece of God, speaking on behalf of God to the people of God. Unfortunately, prophets were not very popular because prophets told truths that people did not want to hear. We think we live in a day where people just don't like truth today. Can I tell you, people have not liked truth from the beginning. It's not just today. I mean, we might be a little bit more sensitive to it, but people don't like truth. The problem with that is this. Anytime truth is suppressed, the Spirit of God is pushed out. And Elijah comes on the scene. He bursts on the scene, and it's a dark time for the kingdom of Israel. The kingdom had split after King Solomon. You guys who know church history, as far as the history of Israel, you know after Solomon, the kingdom split. And At this time, there was a king by the name of Ahab. How many of you heard of Ahab before? Arguably the most wicked king of them all. And he's married to Jezebel, and I think she one-upped him. (laughs) A dynamic duo of wickedness. And they despised Yahweh. They despised God. But the Lord sent a man by the name of Elijah to proclaim the word of God, to stir things up to make things happen. Elijah shows up in chapter 17, and he makes this declaration. He says, no more rain until I say so. How many you know that's pretty powerful right there? I, I thought about this today. Elijah was the greatest, the goat, weatherman of all time. I mean, my brother is batting a thousand. I remember growing up, and I, I, I don't know what it is. I'm just, I guess, an old soul. I just love checking out the weather. I mean, you just look at that weather app all the time. I just check it out. I look at places I've never even been to. Ooh, that looks nice. But I used to get so frustrated with the weatherman. I'm not hating on the weatherman. I love the weatherman. But when the weatherman, when you're a kid and you live in the South, and they say, ooh, looks like it's going to snow this weekend. That's the meanest trick you could pull on a 10-year-old. I can remember standing outside, Ed, for hours, looking up at the night sky, 
just waiting for the snow to fall. It never did. Elijah said, it's not going to rain, and it stopped raining. What power? He didn't have a weather app. He didn't have a radar. But what he did had, he had a connection with the one who was over it all. The irony, stay with me. The irony is that the Israelites, the northern kingdom, were worshiping a god, a false god by the name of Baal. Guess what? He was the god over. You guys are smart. The weather. I think God is so funny. I'm telling you, God's got jokes. He said, okay, you want to worship this God over the weather? I'm going to show you a little weather. And for three and a half years, it did not rain. Now, right before this, just quickly, there was a showdown on Mount Carmel. The prophets of Baal came. They had their altar sacrifice, a bull on it. They cried out all day, wailing, yelling. The Bible even said they cut themselves. This is pretty intense. And the thing was, it's supposed to be whoever's the true God, whoever serves the true God, what's going to fall from the heavens? Anybody know this? Fire was going to fall from the heavens. They go all day. No fire falls. Elijah gets up. Chapter 18. He prays a 54-word prayer. Not a long one, but a powerful one. And instantly, boom, fire falls from heaven. You know the significance of this? It wasn't every day that fire fell from heaven. I mean, you know, that gets your attention. How was your day? It was fantastic. What all happened? Well, it's all fire fall from heaven. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I saw this last week. This is powerful. Didn't happen a lot. The last time it happened was when Solomon dedicated the temple. You say, why is this significant? Here, hundreds of years later, Elijah, a prophet among a wicked nation, among false prophets, builds an altar. He's not in Jerusalem. He's not in the temple. But Yahweh God, the God who is over all things, was showing the people of Israel, it doesn't matter where you are or what is around you. When you call upon my name, come on, somebody help me tonight. Get ready for fire to fall. Now let's get into the text, everybody. Verse 41, it says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, I love this, Go get something to eat and drink, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. So Ahab went, and he, he ate and he drank. But Elijah, watch what he did, climbed to the top of Mount Carmel. He bowed down low to the ground, and what did he do? He prayed with his face between his knees. Then he said to his servant, go and look out towards the sea. The servant went and looked, then returned to Elijah and said, I see nothing. Watch this seven times. Seven times Elijah told him to go and to look. Finally, the seventh time, a servant told him, I see a little cloud. Somebody say little cloud. <laughs> little cloud about the size of a man's hand. Everybody hold up your hand. Just a, just a little hand cloud. <laughs> How you doing, hand cloud? Raising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted. I like him. He's loud. 
He shouted, hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. Let me tell you what was happening economically during this time. We hear, okay, it didn't rain. This is a really big deal. <laughs> Y'all remember the summer? Y'all remember the summer when it, it seemed like it rained every single day? Anybody know what I'm talking about? I was about to lose my mind. Couldn't cut my grass. I don't like it. My grass gets tall. You get me? You want to see me in a bad mood? Get that, get that grass growing. Oh, Lord Jesus, I need some, some things cast out of me when that happens. It rained every single day for weeks. Can you imagine it not raining? Not raining for 1,270 some odd days. All right. For an agricultural community, this is not like, hey, inflation's high. We have a little bit of inflation. You go to the gas station, whew. You go to the grocery store, my goodness, eggs are expensive. Y'all, that's the first time y'all really got into this. <laughs> this is not even a recession where the market and the economy and job loss is going down. This is not even a Great Depression experienced in the 30s. My grandparents walked through that. This is economic meltdown. This is you go to the grocery store and there are no groceries. This is in our day equivalent. You go to the gas station, there is no gasoline. This is desperate times. People are starving and dying because the man of God has made a declaration. But this is what I want you to see for our time together tonight. The natural environment of Israel, as far as the drought was concerned, was a picture of where they were spiritually. And God, hear me, will do what he must to get our attention. And he will raise up people who set a new standard. And I believe with all of my heart that God is raising up men and women and students and children in this house. Come on, y'all believe that? that are not bending to the ways of the culture and the ways of this world, but they're filled with something different. They're filled with power from on high. They speak a different language. They walk a different walk. They have a different lifestyle. They're not condemning, but boy, they're filled with conviction. And they're raising, God is raising them up. I see that in this house. I'm telling you, the past two weeks, I've felt the Spirit of God doing something new in me like I haven't felt Him do it in a long time. I ran into a lady today. I'm telling you, this is pretty cool. Pastor Mike, you're going to love this. I was driving on property, woo just having a good time, driving up, and this lady, she stops her car. She's waving at me. I was like, okay, what's up? She must know me. How you doing, ma'am? She goes, hey, what time does service start? I said, well, I'm preaching tonight. I'm just playing. <laughs> I didn't say that. I, didn't, I get caught up in the moment. I'm sorry. Unrehearsed. I said to her, well, is it seven? And she said, no, 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 not tonight. What time are Sunday services? I said, well, nine and, and 11. Don't you want to come tonight, though? <laughs> so, she said, oh, good, 11. She said, listen to me, baby. She called me baby. <laughs> Bethany, where are you? I just went. 
She said, listen to me, babe. I was driving. I'd never been here before. This happened today. I was driving, never been here before, and the Lord told me to come on this property and start coming to this church and get myself planted in this house. You pray for revival, and God starts speaking. God starts moving. He starts doing things. And I love the fact, like Pastor Mike said the other night, we're not doing this from out of a crisis. We're doing this before a crisis ever hits. We're saying, God, we want more of you. Come on, out your own mouth. God, I want more of you. Fill me up, God. As I'm telling you, forecast is calling for rain. And I'm not talking about physical rain, my friend. I'm talking about the rain of the Holy Ghost in your life. I'm talking about saturating power of the Holy Spirit, that it's going to flood your home. It's going to flood your marriage. It's going to flood your children. It's going to flood your schools. It's going to flood your workplace. It's going to flood this community. When God shows up in rain, it starts to pour. But you're going to have to be a man, a woman, a student, a child who lifts up his name. Not your name, not anybody else's name, but the name of Jesus is what brings the rain, my friend. Come on, give him a five-second praise if you don't mind. Before you think Elijah is some superhuman, some extraterrestrial that was visiting earth, I love what James says. My dad for, how many years, dad, did you read James? Two years. I was about to say five. Preachers exaggerate. Two years. I was going to double and give you another one, man. For two years, he read the book of James every single day. Hello. That's pretty awesome. Y'all didn't like it. I love what James says. James, real practical, straightforward, straight shooter, says this. Elijah was a human as we are. What's that mean? He's just like us. We read this, we think, ooh, man. Is he like an angelic being? No, he's a human just like us. It says, yet he prayed earnestly. That's the key, though. Nothing great happens in the kingdom of God apart from prayer. Well, see chains break off, you better be a prayer warrior. See God move in your life, you better be a prayer warrior. I'm telling you, get used to praying. It says he prayed earnestly and not rain. Rain would not fall and none fell for three and a half years. Then he prayed again. The sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. I have one point for you tonight. I'm a simple man. You can remember this one point. You're not giving me a whole lot of confidence with that nervous laughter. <laughs> this is the point. Expect the rain to come. Expect it to come. We're not wishing and hoping. Expect the rain to come. Verse 41, let's revisit it. It says, then Elijah said to Ahab, get something to eat and drink, for I hear, everybody say hear, I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. I, I want you to notice this. People who expect rain hear differently. To Ahab's credit, Elijah had told him to go and eat and drink. But I do love 
the stark contrast between Ahab and Elijah. Ahab just saw fire fall from heaven. And here Elijah says, hey man, it's about to rain. Go eat and drink. And Ahab's like, don't mind if I do. <laughs> He's over there. He's got him a Caniac combo. <laughs> extra pizza toast. An extra sauce or two. And a nice Coke Zero to keep the calories balanced. Y'all know what I'm saying? Keep it healthy, for goodness sake. And he's just eating and drinking. I know that he didn't do this, but I just think to myself, he's over there eating and drinking. He just saw the man of God call down fire and then say it's about to rain. It hasn't rained in three and a half years. What if he went with Elijah? He's like, no, man, I'm not going to go eat and drink. I'm following you wherever you go because there's something different on you. Now, what I really love about this text, this verse right here is this. It says that Elijah heard the sound of abundant rain. It says he heard it. I want all of us just to be real quiet for a second because I want to see if you hear something, okay? So just everybody. Y'all hear that? Me neither. <laughs> Y'all were quiet though. That was good. <laughs> Nothing. You know what Elijah heard with his natural ears? Nothing. Why do I say that? I have never in my life walked outside and it wasn't raining and there were no clouds in the sky and heard rain with my natural ears. Have you? Don't say yes, it'll ruin the point. <laughs> never have, never will. Elijah was expecting rain because he heard a different sound in his spiritual ear. If you're going to see the reign of God manifest in your life to the degree of which God wants to manifest it in your life, you need to lean into what the Spirit of God is saying and not what the natural is saying. Too many Christians, I'm going to get real for a moment, too many Christians are going off the beat of the world's drum. Oh, look at them over here, just floating around, doing their thing. No, 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 my friend. We are moved based upon what the Spirit of God says. Not what culture says, not what entertainment says, not what, listen to me, what your flesh says, because your flesh will lead you down a path that God says, uh-uh-uh, come on back, my friend. That's not where I got you going. You got to hear a different sound. Now, what did Elijah see? Listen, he looked out. He saw famine. He saw desolation. He saw dryness, emptiness, and dust. But what he heard was something different. The Spirit of God allowed him to hear the sound of abundant rain. And this is what happens in the spirit realm. When you are a person who is moved based upon what you hear, your faith will grow. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the What are we listening to? What's you listening to? Is my ear to this word or is my ear always on my phone? Is my ear always what everybody's just saying? No, 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 my friend. There is a distinction. You want to expect rain, you got to listen differently. And this is the powerful thing. When you hear differently, you'll speak differently. There will be a difference about you. 
And the Lord dropped this in my heart. And I'm going to give it just exactly as I heard it. He says, I want some of their and our vocabulary to change in this house. Vocabulary of doubt. Vocabulary of death. The vocabulary just, here we go. No, 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 no. I wonder if God's going to move. No, 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 no. A vocabulary of life and not death. A vocabulary of expectation and hope and resurrection. A vocabulary of peace. A vocabulary that speaks to the darkness around you, the principalities and workers of evil around you that says, my God is bigger than you. He's the God of light. He's the God of power. He's the God of all things. The heavens are his throne and the earth is his footstool. A vocabulary that speaks much of him. A vocabulary that speaks highly of other people and doesn't gossip and slander and belittle and cut down and ridicule and come against. But a vocabulary that speaks not to problems, but to potential. I say to my kids, I love it. I'm having fun up here. I hope you are. I got 10 minutes. Oh, Lord Jesus. I'll say to my kids, I'll, I'll, I'll pray for words over them. And I'll say, hey, I see this on you. You got the joy of the Lord on you. And I'll say to another one, oh, you got a sensitive spirit towards God. I'll say it to him. I'll say another one. I'll say, I got a lot of them, so I got a lot to use. I say, oh, I see an anointing on you. And I love this most. This is what's so cool. When I hear them saying what I have been saying over them. We're still working on humility a little bit. That is said, I'm anointed. <laughs> he said, I'm a man of God, by the way. But I love that. Why? Because I'm speaking something that I'm hearing God say. If you want to change, if you want to bring power around you, if you want your world to change, be a person who hears differently. The next thing is this. Let's go to verse 42. So Ahab went and he ate drink. But Elijah climbed the Mount Carmel, he bowed down low, and he prayed with his face between his knees. If you expect rain to come, you have to, listen, act differently. Elijah went, and he knew this. I'll be quick with this. He knew this rain stopped because I prayed that it would stop. This rain's going to come because I'm going to pray to the God who can bring the rain to come. We gotta act different. We gotta move different, not in a showboat way and hey, look at me way, but a way that says, man, there's something so radically different about your life. The fruit of the Spirit just bursts out of you. That's what I love so much about our pastors. They are some of the most consistent people on the planet. People crave consistency because it brings stability. And Elijah knew. I'm going to press in to what God is doing. Let me go to the final couple of verses here. It says this, it says, Then he said to his servant, Go and look out towards the sea. The servant went and looked, then returned to Elijah and said, I don't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. Finally, the seventh time, the servant said to him, I see a small cloud. You know the rest of the story, and the rain began to come. People who expect the rain to come Wait differently. Sometimes there is a gap between what you hear 
and what you see. The beauty of that gap is that God does some of his most incredible work in the waiting season. Where you hear a word from God, and maybe you don't believe this, but I'm a firm believer that God still speaks to his people. Like I would... I would bet my life on that. Wouldn't say that about everything, but I would bet my life on it. But sometimes the fire falls instantly. And sometimes you'll hear it and you walk through a season before you see it. But people who expect the rain to come They have a different posture in their waiting. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. There's a different posture. It's not this wondering, oh, I wonder if God's gonna come through. If he said it, my friend, listen to me. His word cannot fail. It cannot fail. It's impossible for his word to fail. It cannot return void. And there's this season sometimes of waiting. I remember when I was around 13 years old, I, I was around, you know, church all my life, and I grew up more charismatic and Pentecostal. I don't know if you can tell. And I was around the gifts of the Spirit, people operating in the gifts of the Spirit, words of knowledge, some prophetic words, obviously preaching and teaching and evangelism, the gift of faith and the gift of tongues. And I remember when I was 13, around 13 years old, I I wanted to receive the gift of tongues. I wanted to have a prayer language. And I can remember there was this guy named Joe Medina, and he prayed over me. And I was sitting down, and this is a mighty man of God, and man, he was praying over me. I was sitting down, and man, I'm telling you, the power of God fell. I'm 13, I'm crying. I could just, my insides felt like they were just shaking on the inside. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's felt like I was shaking. Literally, my legs, I, I didn't know, I couldn't help it. I know this is weird talking about it, but my legs just go like this. And I remember he finished and he was praying that I receive a prayer language. And I didn't. And I'll never forget what he said to me. He said, young man, it's coming. And I said, I like that, Joe. I didn't really say that, but I thought it. (laughs) And I thought, okay, it didn't come today, but I I prayed today. So then you know what I did? The next day, I prayed again. Lord, I know I don't have Joe Medina here, but I've got you. Lord, you know I desire everything you have for me, and if you have this gift for me, then lay it on me, God. (laughs) Guess what? It didn't happen. I prayed again and again and again. About one week passed. I'm in my bedroom, and the fire of the Holy Ghost fell on me. And I started speaking in a language that I knew was not of myself. And I thought, man, God, the waiting created some perseverance, created some prayer in my life. And that's what I want you to understand. Don't stop praying, don't stop pressing. Don't stop believing. 
We want everything to come easy and convenient. There's something radical that happens when you keep pressing into God and you haven't seen it yet. You haven't experienced it yet. Your kid's still living how they're living. Your husband's still living how he's living. Your circumstances haven't changed, but you keep holding on to the word God's given you. Come on, y'all help me. I'm a little bit more fired up than y'all are. And you say, God, I'm holding on to that word because I know your word can't fail. Elijah, he said, go back. And the servant goes back. He looks, comes back. Hey, sorry, no rain. Go back again. He goes back. I don't know how far it was. I don't know if his legs are cramping, if he's tired, if he's worn out. But I think that servant was getting a little discouraged. But I don't think Elijah was getting discouraged. I think Elijah, every time he came back with a bad report, he thought to himself, oh boy, we're just that much closer. And I want to tell you something tonight. Some of you, you on the brink of breakthrough. You on the brink of breakthrough. And the enemy's telling you, stop it, throw in the towel, give up. God's lost you. He won't use you. He has nothing for you. But the Spirit of God is shouting something different in your ear. And he said, give me praise in this place. Give me adoration in this place. Shout with a voice of triumph in this place. And watch the rain come. Come on, if you believe it, clap your hands in this house tonight. I hear the sound of rain. Oh, thank you, God. Worship team, y'all come on out. You stay standing. I'm going to preach just two more minutes. I'll be done. Come on out. Another story. This house was packed right here, in here. One of the most crowded I've ever seen it in my life. Take Christmas services and add a couple hundred. The most packed Christmas service you've been to. How many of you know, hello, that's packed. Guy was up here, his worship team was here, and he was preaching. I love this, because God is God who speaks. He's preaching. I don't remember what he's preaching on, but he stopped, and he looked. This is section 101 right here. What's up, 101? Y'all looking good. He looks to the back, and he says, hey, there's a little girl on the last row in the back there. I saw her worshiping during service. He says, she was standing on the chair. I want her to come up here. I have a word for her. This is in the middle of service. It was thousands of people in here. It was Olivia, right here in the front row. And here you are tonight worshiping God. And he says this over her. This is a reminder to you and your whole family. He said to her, he doesn't know her. He doesn't know Doug Musso. I mean, how do you not know Doug Musso? He doesn't know Doug. He said to her, he said, little girl, she's around 10 or 11. There's a picture. Put that picture up. I want you to see how little she was. It's coming. In the name of the Lord, there it is. Look at her. This guy sees her, and he lays his hand on her, and he says, you will be used, and there will be an anointing on your life to lead worship to many. I tell you, how old are you, Olivia? How old are you now? 18. 18 years old. You know she leads worship in our church? Come on, clap your hands in this place. Gabby, Mia, Olivia, all of them lead worship. Why well, I tell you that? Because there was a gap between hearing and seeing. Hold on. I'm going to close with this. Y'all doing great standing for me. I appreciate that. 
If we hit a high moment, it's good. Okay. I can't sing like Jonathan Stock still did last night. Mama came up to me after service. She says, Dave, what are you going to do? Really boosted my confidence, Mom. I appreciate that. <laughs> I can't sing, but I can read. And there was a song written by Chris Neal. Where's Chris? Is he up here? No, he's somewhere else. He's probably writing a song somewhere. There he is. <laughs> this is a prophetic song that God gave you. Wasn't just some ordinary song. It's a prophetic song. For your life, Chris... And for our lives, that's what it says. I won't sing it, but I will read it. I don't see rain. But I know it will come. Not a cloud in the sky, but I wait for the flood. Listen to this. You gave your word. I gave my heart. So I'll keep saying yes, whatever the cost. Got a little bit more, got a little bit more. I know who you are. I know what you do. You're the God of the promise that always comes through. I've seen it before and I'll see it again, even when I'm waiting right now, even when I don't see it right now. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of help me out. Thank you for listening. Take a moment and subscribe so you can become a part of the community here and stay up to date with what is happening at Healing Place Church. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.